the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to Abraham, we come to this amazing man of faith, this man that we look up to in God's Word. A lot of the beginnings of Genesis are recorded for the life of Abraham. But we've also got to remember that Abraham was fallible. He was, after all, just a man, and as just a man, subject to sin as well. He wasn't a super saint. That is a misnomer that many of us need to get past. And today's broadcast will help us with that. We're in chapter 20 of Genesis, and it is right there that God records for us a rather large misstep of Abram, a lack of faith, if you will. But does that change his status with God at all? Well, therein lies the comfort and encouragement for us today. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with today's study, verse by verse. When you start with chapter 20, it reads, Now Abraham moved on from there to the, into the region of the Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. For a while he stayed in Gerar. Now perhaps the perpetual smoke rising from what had previously been a lush, fertile valley was just too disturbing to see day after day. As he went for his walk, as he went to the place where he remembered having the conversation with God, and look at the smoke rising. It was just too much. And he decided it was time to move. And so he pulled up stakes, and first he went south to the Negev. The word means dry or parched, and so it describes the desert. He went south to the desert, and then he moved north again to an area near the city of Gerar. So in this, he moved into enemy territory. After living in Hebron for about 20 years, he decided to go to the land of the Philistines. Now, Gerar was just barely within the Philistine country, but it was still a dangerous place to be. But whatever his motive was, it wasn't a wise decision that he made. Now, it's true he didn't go back to Egypt like he had done in chapter 12, and he was still within the boundaries of the land that God had promised to him. But this move put him in a dangerous position. Because after he arrived in Gerar, he began to walk by sight and not by faith. By sight and not by faith. He began to be afraid. Fear of man and faith in God are mutually exclusive. Now that's an important principle for us to understand, so I'm going to say it again. Fear of man and faith in God are mutually exclusive. One dispels the other. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. So Abraham seemed to forget that his God was the almighty God who could do anything and had promised to protect he and his wife and his household. Verse 2. <clears throat> and there Abraham said of his wife Sarah... She is my sister. Then Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. Does this sound familiar? Uh, it, you know, it should. It's the same story outline as we read in chapter 12. 
when we're first introduced to Abraham as the schemer. But this is 25 years later. This is after Abraham has experienced having personal conversations with God. Been blessed by God with a victory over four powerful undefeated kings from the east with his little army of 318 trained men. Has seen the power of God so utterly powerful that it destroys an immense wealthy city in just minutes. Or maybe hours. And after all of this and more, Abraham again apparently believes that God is powerless to save him from godless natives. Just like back in Egypt 25 years previous. Now, Abram knew that he had moved into a potentially hostile land and that he was surrounded by people who might kill him in order to take his wife. And so he asked her to say that she's the sister. So in other words, Abraham backslid. He gave in to his compulsion to lie when the truth might be inconvenient or jeopardize his life. The Bible tells us that these things were written for our benefit. They apply to us. There's some application for us. And so you, like me, might look back on your years of walking by faith and recognize periods where you backslid. In fact, you might be backslidden right now. And you may wonder if your faith is real. You are not the first and you are not the only one to experience it. Abraham experienced it also. Periods where his faith and obedience were far from perfect. Now there's something else that's really remarkable here. You see, those ancient kings were surrounded by a court of beautiful, intelligent women in the prime of their life. And yet, in Egypt, Sarah's beauty was so exceptional that Pharaoh found her attractive at 65 years of age. And here in Gerar, Sarah at the age of 90 still catches the eye of the king. 90. She must have been stunningly beautiful. There's also another connection that is important for us to make here, and that is that not much time has passed since the events of chapters 18 and 19. How do we know that? Because in chapter 18, God had promised that Sarah would give birth to a son within the year. That means she would become pregnant within three months and showing not long thereafter. And evidently Sarah had not begun to show signs of pregnancy at the time Abimelech sent for her. So it's logical to conclude that he had not remained in Negev very, very long. Very little time had passed. Verse 3, but God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, you are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Marriage, as God designed it to be, is sacred to God. That means it's important to God. A person should never trifle with something that's important to God. So men, if you're fooling around with another man's wife, you need to stop it. You need to repent. Because if you don't, you may be as good as dead. And the same would apply to a woman fooling around with a married man. God said, you're as good as dead 
because of the woman you have taken. She's a married woman. Now, on that day, the king had a right to take into his harem any single woman who pleased him. And Abimelech thought that Sarah was a single woman, so he took her. And if it was not for the intervention of God, it would have gone on. He would have had normal relations, and that would have threatened God's plan for the salvation of creation because that plan involved Sarah and her son Isaac. Verse 4. Now Abimelech had not gone near her, so he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did he not say to me, she is my sister, and didn't she also say he is my brother? I've done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. The phrase Abimelech had not gone nearer means that there had not yet been a consummation. You see, the pattern of the ancient kings was to take a prospective bride and secure her away from all men, including himself, until it was evident that she was not with child before either taking her into his harem or making her his queen. And Abimelech, like Pharaoh, didn't believe in or worship the true God, but he had enough integrity to respect and honor another man's marriage. Now, it's important for us to never think that a person who doesn't worship God can't have integrity or behave morally. In fact, quite candidly, some non-believers have more integrity than some Christians do. Abimelech behaved more righteously than Abraham did. And Abimelech appealed to God for mercy based on Abraham and Sarah's misrepresentation. And his appeal was to a standard of justice. God, would you, would you, would you do something wrong to the innocent? He's holding God accountable to some standard of justice. Where did that standard of justice come from? It came from the fact that we as humans are made in the image of God. Even fallen humans. And that standard that he's referencing is actually the standard that that God created. That is God. Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Then God said to him in a dream, yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience. And so I have kept you from sinning against me. That's why I did not let you touch her. You know, this information we get from this verse about God protecting a person from sinning is an absolutely wonderful knowledge to have. Because God not only protects us from our own sinful inclinations, he can also protect us from the sinful inclinations of others, including non-believers, like Abimelech. Notice what it says. God said, I have kept you from sinning against me, and I did not let you touch her. Sometimes God doesn't allow a person to do something wrong. And he's incredibly gracious when he protects us from ourself and our own sinful inclination and the sin of others who would cause us injury. Verse 7. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you and you will live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all yours will die. Now, Genesis, of course, is full of first mentions, and this is the first mention of the word prophet in Scripture. And surprisingly, it applies to Abraham when he is reverted to his old nature and his old sin. What does that tell us? 
it tells us this, that even though Abraham was, was faithless, God was faithful. The Lord acknowledged Abraham's sin, yet he still called Abraham his prophet, his spokesperson, his chosen ambassador between he and his creation. You know, sometimes we as Christians fail to rely on our new nature and resort to the old nature when we do things like Abraham did. But when Abraham did this, his failure didn't make him any less God's man or any less God's prophet. Mm, Some good thoughts to conclude today's broadcast with. Our sin, offensive as it is, is covered in Christ for all time, once for all. And there is real comfort in that. Now, does God just wink and brush aside our sin? No, it's been dealt with at the cross. And that's a lesson we'll learn next time we're together here on Study Verse by Verse as we continue our journey through Genesis. If you have questions about today's program, we invite you to drop by highlands.us on the web. That's highlands.us. Learn a bit more about us. Take advantage of some of our resource materials there. And then come back and join us tomorrow for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.